This is the Sports Desk. Good morning and welcome to the Sports Desk. We've returned back on air from our short break and what a time to come back into the world of sports. Uh, the World Cup is underway and that's going to be a big feature on the show this morning and across the next couple of weeks. So uh, good to be back. I uh, need to get back into the rhythm because there is so much going on. And of course, I'm joined in the studio, of course, by Jason. Good morning to you, Sam. Um, it's nice to be back in this studio. I've been a bit... Bra- Actually, it didn't get less busy during the time off, but it was very nice to uh, it's very nice to relax a bit with you again, Sam. Yep, exciting. Uh, no, it's been a fun... I can't believe uh, we've... It's probably been six months or more we've had this going um, it was a wonderful six month run yeah uh, and I, th- I think by the end of the footy finals and stuff we got a bit burnt out but we've had the refresher and we've got some amazing things to go I- into there is actually a challenge that i did lay out to the entire sports desk team and it's the first time i've seen you in person since i've laid it so i will follow that up later on in okay. the day all right <laughs> i look forward to that <laughs> There is one big important thing, and that is is that we're going to cross time zones this morning, Sam, here on the sports desk, and it's very exciting because we haven't had him uh, too often in the studio since things got a little bit busy, but uh, he's in the studio right now, and uh, Sammy, who we got? Uh, we, of course, live from, I think, just outside Sacramento, California, uh, Michael Serpel. He's on a dark desert highway in a hotel somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, yeah, oh, well, good afternoon, should I say to you. I can see the nice sunlight yeah. shining through in the background. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jason. Hello, everyone. Hopefully you're enjoying your Friday morning uh, in Melbourne. It is uh, currently Thanksgiving afternoon here in America. It's 2.06pm and we've got quite a large gathering currently where I am. We're having regular roast turkey, we're having deep fried turkey, we're having macaroni and cheese, cranberry sauce, all the big foods that America absolutely (laughs) loves. So do not be surprised when I'm in the studio next if I'm a couple of pounds bigger. But uh, thank you, Sammy and Jason, for having me on the show and can't wait to talk to you about my experiences over here in the US and talk some sport. Yeah, well, if anyone hasn't seen, uh, I think they should turn Michael's Instagram feed into a TV channel because the amount of content that's been pumping through there. Uh, he's been at the NFL, been at um, uh, some of the college football and even the NBA. Like, what's Before we delve a little bit deeper into that, what's been the overall sporting experience for you? And, and this is, is this the first time for you over there ex- experiencing this in this way? Oh, well, actually, you have yeah. been there before, but sports-wise... Yeah, yeah, good question, Sammy. So, look, probably I would say that, yeah, in 2018 when I was a student here at SDSU, we we did go and see a college football game, but there is definitely extra tiers of of excitement and anticipation and big crowds when it comes to, like, the Pac-12 teams, which are, you know, your UCLA's, your USC's, um, your, I think, the Brew, uh, the... I think it's, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, the, the Cal Bears, which are, which are also UC Berkeley. So there's some really big schools in there. Ohio State are in there as well. And so these students, uh, they tailgate, which is, which is a little, which is a nice way of saying they have a few red cordials. They cook some barbecues in the back of their cars before the game. They usually get there about five or 10 hours before the game to, to really get the atmosphere in. They often set up satellite TVs. So they're watching the, the other games happening around the state. And for reference, guys, this is the crazy part, right? So NFL is obviously professional football, but college football actually takes precedence over the TV rights and and the TV sales. So essentially on a Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, it's just all college football. 
Wow. And so the NFL have to schedule their games on Thursdays, Sundays primarily, and then also Monday night football. So that's how big the college football is. This game was UCLA versus USC. That was from the Rose Bowl, uh, which is in Pasadena in California. And insane crowd. They would have had over 70,000 students there. <laughs> and it was just like, sound like you wouldn't believe. And the game was a it was high scoring. If for, you, for those of you out there that can read the NFL, um, 48 to 45. So about six touchdowns per team and a couple of field goals in there as well. So it was a pretty amazing atmosphere. So that's probably my favorite one. Um, but the Chiefs game, Kansas City Chiefs, who are my team, you've probably seen the beanie, a few of those audience members who, who watch, uh, a lot of our online content. Uh, they had an amazing match against the LA Chargers. And it's funny, Caught probably that the last game on ESPN, Michael. Yes. Yes, yes. Probably the last four times that they've actually played, um, it's been like a one score game. So it's a, it's a pretty amazing atmosphere. And of course, Sammy, SoFi Stadium that just recently hosted the Super Bowl, we went there and I tell you, it is the loudest atmosphere I've ever heard at any sport game in my life. Like really? I actually had to block my ears. It was deafening. That's how loud that stadium is. So it's been amazing, guys. It really has. Got to just quickly ask, since uh, he was at the uh, uh, Chiefs v Chargers game, how was that final minute for you, Michael? Uh, hard in my mouth, Jason. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a cardiac arrest, to be honest. It was unbelievable. And because I understand the game so well, pretty much the last play, Paddy Mahomes with a minute 46 to go, he passes to Kelsey, runs down the field, touchdown, yeah. Chiefs in front, 30 to 27 after converting their, um, their one point. And then Justin Herbert, who's their... Their, their QB for the Chargers, he pretty much threw it into a pack of players. The ball spills out, and then the Chiefs catch the ball, and the game's over with 16 seconds to go. Exciting, so it was a pretty amazing mate. finish. Guys. Amazing, amazing. The crowd went wild. There was a lot of red <laughs> and yellow jumpers there, which was good as well. But no, boys, it's been... For a Chiefs away game a as well. That was a, it was a LA home game, that one, wasn't it? So correct, a lot of invading correct, territory there in that aspect, Sam. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I felt a bit uncomfortable at times. Hey, for, for all those people out there that like their movies, Happy Gilmore, Shooter McGavin was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's himself. funny that, like, especially when you went to the, the NBA, what, what was that like? Did you see anyone sitting courtside like that? Yeah, I saw Charlie Day um, from, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Horrible Bosses. He was sitting courtside. There was a couple of other guys, I think, Billy Crystal might have been there as well. So there's there's some big names that get down to the LA games. Yeah. I'll tell you who was also on the bench, Sammy, uh, LeBron James. Oh. So did yeah, he come so off? <laughs> did he come he, off? He came off every time they scored a basket, but he didn't unfortunately oh, uh, no. suit up and play, which is a bit It's, it's always the way when you go Davis, over there. Yeah. <laughs> It's always the case. It's always the case. I mean, three, three weeks in a row now, I think he hasn't played. He's been under a, an injury cloud, which is a bit disappointing. But I think, um, yeah, the Lakers made pretty easy, um, yeah, pickings of the, I think it was the Detroit Pistons who aren't that good this season. So it was a good game, uh, pretty high scoring. I think Anthony Davis put up 38 points. So he was really good to watch live. And, and Russell Westbrook came off the bench about three quarters, of, oh, probably a quarter of the way through the game and he played pretty well. So, yeah, uh, both teams, three wins going into the game. So it wasn't exactly a top-of-the-table clash. So the crowd was a little bit low, but the atmosphere at, at basketball is just enormous. And we were sitting right near, like, this massive orchestra, and it was loud, it was energetic. Wow. It was a pretty cool pretty cool game atmosphere. And I don't like saying the title of the new ground, either. I'm just going to call it Staples Centre. Oh, they changed the name. I didn't even notice. 
Yeah, crypto.com oh, arena. No. Right. You should yeah, not be able to lose it. doesn't roll off the tongue. In your name. Yeah. Home of the LA Kings as well. Uh, that's a, a Correct. Thing I do. That is actually going to be a topic I will be following up with Sam just in just a little bit. Uh, we'll have a little bit more of a bit of a deep dive with Michael and his trip to America right now. Maybe even you could preview this week in college football and NFL. But other than that, Sam, I think we'll cut to a bit of a break. We'll come back, have a little bit of a breakdown, and uh, I've got some questions for you, my friend. And, uh, and of course, Ooh. our main event, World Cup Preview. Yeah, lad, what's the been? Has there been a fever-like town, around town? Yeah, a lot of people are watching the football. In fact, here at the Thanksgiving dinner, they're, they're putting on um, a screen in the background with the World Cup. So it's been it's been pretty popular here. America, I think they drew with Wales. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, people love their soccer here. It's it's a pretty decent-sized sport. Obviously not as big as football and basketball, but it's it's right up there. So, yeah, a bit of, bit of World Cup fever here in the US. Uh, well, in inspiration um, of, of your trip, uh, Michael, uh, we're going to play a Weezer song now, uh, an American <laughs> band from California with their song, California Kids. <laughs> um, we'll be back soon Ooh. right here on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning, Sam... Uh, Jason and Michael, live from the USA. See you soon. California kids, I think, Weezer. On the sports desk on your Friday morning. Jason. Damn right, California kids. It's very good to be joining... Michael and Sam here on the sports desk, and uh, he's been breaking down his trip to the good old US of A. He's sitting in Nevada City, California right now on a dark desert highway somewhere. I think it's a hotel, I believe. Uh, <laughs> if you just joined us, I made that joke earlier. Apologies for that, for the double up. But uh, Michael, uh, if you wanted to Yo. break down what's happening this week uh, in terms of college football and NFL, please be my guest and give us any anecdotal story you got lined up for us on your trips thus far. Oh wow! Um, yeah, there's been there's there's currently games happening at the moment in the NFL, which is a little bit strange. Like we we don't really go for big holiday kind of you know um, games in Australia, but here it's it's quite big. So the Giants are currently playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys had a massive win last week, so they're probably one of the best teams in the NFL at the moment. Um, Clobbered the know, Vikings, didn't pretty, they? Yeah, a couple of pretty expected results. The Bills get over the Lions, but the Lions from Detroit have been a lot better. So they're, they're, um, they've, they've notched up another win, the Bills. So they're going to be definitely there in that conference against the Chiefs. The Patriots play later today. They play the Minnesota Vikings at 5.20 p.m., so pretty soon. Uh, the Texans play the Dolphins. The Dolphins are doing quite well. And the Bengals and the Titans, I think this is going to be a really good game, and that is tomorrow. And then the Broncos, Panthers, and I think my Chiefs are going to play the Rams, which were the team that made it into the Super Bowl that we should have played in the Super Bowl. But I, of course, don't hold any grudges with the way last season ended. But there is a heap of sport happening here. Um, pretty much the University of Southern California, the Trojans, when they bet UCLA, they pretty much locked themselves into a playoff um, where they'll try and play, essentially, they will try and contest for the best team in the Pac-12. And then if they win that, they will then play uh, a final series to essentially decide who is the best team in the entire nation. So they've got some they've got some pretty stern competition. Alabama are a really good team. Alabama. So they they will be certainly right up there and there's a couple of other big colleges like Ohio State as well who are going to be right in contention for that national title spot, which is pretty unique, isn't it guys? Because I think the winners they end up going to play at the massive stadium there in Las Vegas. 
uh, the home of the Raiders. So there's um, there's definitely some pretty cool kind of fixtures uh, going on there. But it's been a really cool kind of experience to seeing all the college sport because um, the one thing that Australia can definitely improve in is sort of building that larger college culture so students can, you know, they, they get the cheerleading, they get the dance clubs, they get the broadcasters, and then obviously they have quite a lot of... Um, you know, patronage, and it's just, it's a real atmosphere that you've got to experience yourself. So it's uh, its definitely worth, highly recommended. Um, Is, isn't the, the thing too, like, uh, I've, I've heard in things before about, like, um, because America's so big and vast across the whole space, uh, sometimes the college teams are the closest things to where people live. So it's essentially their team because otherwise they have to drive five hours to go watch, you know, the closest NFL team or something. Correct, correct, absolutely spot on, Sam. There's, there's a, there's a little phrase that they use here. There's a commuter school, which people like a bit like RMIT in the city, they have to commute to. And then there's, there's residential schools where the students actually yeah. stay on site. And those residential schools, you really see quite a difference in sort of the way the culture's bred and, and how many people they actually get to their games because everyone pretty much over the weekends, they don't have a big amount of stuff to do. So that game is the real draw card um, for these students. So that's that's probably one big difference I've noticed is those those um, residential colleges, they get a lot of students to their games and they're, they're, they're pretty strong on their culture. Did you bring a Sharon in your bag? Have you uh, have you <laughs> have you been showing? I them? wish, Sammy. Oh, I no. wish I brought a Sharon over. I brought I brought Rupert the Redback over, and I've been bringing. <laughs> that is the official of, mascot of uh, RMIT. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know that, yeah, Rupert the Redback. That is that Rupert is. The Redback. You pulled that up on the Zoom feed. How did the family react to that? A Redback spider. Oh, they were they were a little bit scared. Um, I think the <laughs> most dangerous spider here is um is it the tunnel web or um, funnel web? I think it is. Funnel web, sorry. Not funnel web's web, an Australian spider, oh, too. Okay, well... I, um, or, or the widow, the black widow. Probably a black widow or some form of tarantula. See, it's funny, yeah, I, 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 I feel like they're afraid of our insects and stuff, but, you know, they have bears walking around. <laughs> it's like, right. that, that's scary enough. <laughs> okay, And so, I'm not going to mention the elephant in the room that they also have, but... <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's also pretty good. Rattlesnakes, oh, that's it. Yeah. Rattlesnakes, that's what I was referring to. Okay, World Cup fever. Did you see the Australian game? I saw you on Channel 10. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I'm not yes. aware of this. All right, well, yeah, Sam, we'll please divulge. I'm not, I'm not aware yeah, of this. Um, but, but no, I was on, I was on a plane and it's crazy. Planes these days, you can actually connect to Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I was able to watch, yeah, that first goal. And it's fair to say I reacted probably like what most people did at Federation <laughs> Square, which is amazing. But then when I checked the scores when I landed, it was 4-1 and I'm thinking, what happened? Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, but I think our next game's against Tunisia, so hopefully we're a better chance. Well, maybe we should plan something, because the next World Cup in four years' time is in Canada, US, and Mexico, so it sounds like one to go to, so um, maybe I'll start saving right now uh, for that. Um, But it's been awesome to have you on, and we look forward to having you back in Melbourne, um, uh, when you... Because you've been all around, you've been to the... Fremantle. Someone's Perth. jealous. Oh, I know. It's steaming out of my mouth. Bit of a good um, and, and, and just to make you more jealous, my final stop will be Honolulu, Hawaii, and that's where we will be watching a basketball game from. So that'll be a bit Hawaii, of fun. Wow. I can okay. see steam coming out of his ears. He's got headphones on, but it's not <laughs> yeah, containing it right absolutely. now, Michael. What's going on? 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys on air. I still can't believe it's it's early in the morning over there. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And, uh, yeah, really look forward to catching up with you guys when I get back. All right, awesome. There we go. Michael Serpel, live from the US. Um, Check uh, out his trip on Instagram. What's your yeah. handle, Michael? At <laughs> uh, SirPositivity is the Instagram. I'm sure we'll um, be putting content across our sports desk page as well. So Yes, and we will we will get some live feed of the turkey as well later on. Oh, that's making me oh. angry. Okay. Vague goals get vague results, people, as Chris Van Have Vliet a turkey would say. for me, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> vague goals get vague results is what Chris Van Vliet, no, someone I'd like to say, and uh, you can hear the positivity coming out from Michael Sapel. Uh, you know, you set a specific goal and you look out to travel the world and make yourself a bit better and become an ambassador of Australian sport, and you get Michael Sapel. Sam? Awesome. It's also, great. a big shout-out to RMIT. They've been enormous. They've um, allowed me to do a lot of college visits, and that's been a really, really great honour and a privilege. So it's, yeah. it's fair to say, if you're an RMIT student listening, there is a lot of great pathways for you here in the US at some of the big colleges like SDSU and uh, CSU San Marcos and some of the San Fran unis as well. So if you're a student and you're listening, definitely be inspired by that. And RMIT is a really good spot to, to get get your pathway sorted out. And a little birdie has told me, Michael, that they had their awards gala the other night and they did run a video talking about a, the more the more comedy moments or some of the bad takes that were given uh, across 2022. And there was a long slideshow and I'm not quite sure who put that video together, but I I was standing oh, no. there filming it for a live stream and uh, it, it got to that point in the show and then they ran a bit and then who do I see but our dearly beloved Sam Menhennet well, on our sports the desk moment. special oh, my word. <laughs> pulling this out the Sydney wide. scarf <laughs> to then have a cutaway of just Geelong absolutely clobbering um, the Swans funny. as considered yeah, one of the cool, worst takes sorry. of 2022. <laughs> I don't know who edited that, Michael, but that was that gave me a good belly laugh. That. It was very cruel because I also tipped the Sydney Swans and I didn't you show did. my so <laughs> You did. I'm sorry, Sammy. You were trying to absolve there. yourself. That's all right. You don't get away with that here on the sports desk. As long as it wasn't Carlton Material, now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll get to our song. Enjoy your turkey, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you back here soon. There we go. Michael Serpel uh, from the US, live in uh, California, just out uh, Sacramento. Yes. Uh, the, the, the technical town was at uh, Nevada City. He was in Nevada City. It's weird, isn't it? Which Kansas? is not in Nevada. It's not in Nevada. Apparently, oh, it's in California. Uh, We've just hung up with him, so we can't get him to clarify. But it's weird. <laughs> uh, American cities are strange. Nevada City, California, Kansas City, Missouri. It's not even Kansas. When Kansas City won the Super Bowl, I genuinely thought it was a Kansas state that won it. And oh, I, right. uh, I had to. I got my job completely wrong in that regard. Uh, other than that, I've got some questions for you, and then we've got our World Cup breakdown that's going to be led by Sam Manhattan because he's been very excited to Consumed. Break. I'm surprised I'm awake. My <laughs> body <laughs> I, clock has been switched around. I got consumed by a different sport, and that's where the questions are going to come. Let's go to our song, Sam. You're listening to the Sports Desk. All right. So since it is the World Cup, this is the official World Cup song uh, by J- Jungkook, uh, and BTS is called Dreamers. And was performed at the opening ceremony uh, in Qatar just a few nights ago. When we come back, all World Cup stuff right here on the Sports Desk. And the 
Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And Jason, just before we get to the World Cup, you said you had a big question before the break. So the big question was, and it comes from weeks of doing solo shows with ungodly power, because uh, a lot of solo shows have happened before the break, and that was, I have dedicated some time to try and explore a sport that I hadn't experienced before. The sport I chose was the NHL. Sam, do you have any sports that you want to explore at some point before the year ends that you haven't yet? I'm not sure. The NHL is pretty a good one. Uh, but I feel like... Uh, all right. Th- this is going to be a question for, for next week's show. A I question will. for next week's show. <laughs> I'll give a quick update on my uh, exploration in the NHL. Yes, Still go trying on. to find a team to back, but i am narrowed it down to five. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> okay. Well, we look forward to that. Uh, but joining us on the line, uh, I thought we had to get a bit of a bigger team in to talk about the World Cup. Uh, it's been a massive... Uh, massive couple of days so far already and uh, the fever is uh, really exciting uh, so Rebecca Masaka is on the line uh, and I don't know really where to start there's been a few overnight's results but uh, good morning to you good morning. Uh, so how are you feeling what's been your overall thoughts on the World Cup so far and maybe some of uh, some standouts my thoughts so far have been that it's been a really exciting tournament. Something that's been really lovely is seeing how people have come together to watch games. And I am lucky that I have friends and family all over the world. So uh, a bit unlucky in that I'm up at very weird times to talk to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but the World Cup has been something that's brought everyone together. And seeing people coming together in Melbourne to watch it, but also just in my own networks, connecting with friends in France, in the Middle East, in Europe, in different time zones, and just being on that group chat together or getting that text saying, hey, I'm watching the game as well, has been a really nice unifying feeling. Yeah, it's it's been one thing that uh, has been really exciting. We get to see, like, uh, just seeing the so many happy faces in the crowd all dressed up and patriotic it's uh, i don't know there's yeah. no not really any other time maybe the olympics that we get to see people so passionate about their countries and then we that we get to actually see uh all these cultures on display which is really exciting um so we will get to the results from overnight too but i, I feel like we have to start with the australia game uh, <laughs> yes, even though it was a, f- a few days ago, it still is live in the moment in my head. Uh, so, where, to start off, where did you watch it? I watched it from home as I was frantically getting ready for work, and I watched it at home in my living room. I also missed the last 10 minutes because I had to get in my train, but the result <laughs> was quite clear and determined by then. Yes. Um, I was a bit biased. I'm sorry. I was cheering more so for France than Australia, okay. um, which I know might be my, might be controversial, <laughs> but I do have um, more of like a cultural and friendship connection to France, yep. and I'm you know a bit of a Francophile, a bit of a simp for French culture, okay. so <laughs> they were getting more cheers from me. I'm so sorry, but it was nice to see the green and the gold supporters at Fed Square on my way into work that morning. 
Yeah, no, it was it was so fun. It was the first time I actually, uh, I think I just watched the last World Cup at home, uh, and I went to the Imperial um, Burke Street, oh, yeah. and to see everyone just absolutely packed um, and uh, so exciting. Like as soon as I walked through those doors, it didn't feel like it was six a.m. <laughs> I don't know. It just no. transports you into another time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, seeing everyone dressed up in their bright colours as yeah. well is a very awakening feeling. Yeah. Um, so we did feel alive in the first 15 minutes, and after, after that call, it was <laughs> very, very insane. Um, but we were going up against the world champions, and uh, they ended up um, just switching into a, a gear uh, that we couldn't handle. But uh, it's... Um, Still blows my mind seeing players that I'd see play here in the A League. Um, That's right. It's incredible seeing the local representation yep. on such a world stage. So we should be proud of that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's been really good. Uh, okay, so from I don't know how many games that you've been <laughs> watching over the last couple of days. I've tried to Maybe keep up. Maybe seventy-five percent. Yeah, lives. it's oh. it's too hard to do them all live. Uh, I've ended up this week my being upside down with my body clock, half on Doha time and half on <laughs> yes. Melbourne time. Uh, yeah. But from a few of the games, uh, what's been some of the standout results and uh, exciting things that you've seen across the week so far? Well, I'm fortunate that on Doha time, I do have some family there and some of them have been attending the games live, so wow. I've been getting some live reports and photos, so <laughs> I can give you a bit of a scoop and I know a lot of fun facts about um, some of the infrastructure in the stadium. Um, I have a cousin who was very involved in the several of the projects for the World Cup. So, for example, the Portugal versus Ghana game that was on last night, yep. which was obviously a big one because Cristiano Ronaldo played, was 3-2 in the end. That was played at the 974 Stadium, and that is made out of shipping containers. Yes. No, it's been very interesting seeing that that, that it's going to be reused. Some of the seats and stuff are going to be transported uh, to third world countries and stuff. It's been interesting how they put that together, but it visually looks pretty crazy, that one. Yes, and it, the fact that it can be set up or used again is incredible. And 974 is the calling code for Qatar, so that's what you dial internationally. Ah. Fun fact for you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I guess we've got to also talk about um, Brazil versus Serbia. So 2-0, that was at Lusale Stadium, which had 88,000 attending, which is huge, comparable to maybe an AFL grand final here. Yeah. Um, look, I do have a bit of bias in this reporting because I'm a huge Real Madrid fan, and it would be a miss of me to say that, not to say that, Vinius Jr. assisted Richard, oh, sorry, Richarlison, in the second goal, which secured yep. the game, which was just a very fast goal, but a very teamwork-assisted goal, and that was one of the highlights overnight. Yeah, no, no, they, from what I saw from that game, I switched on this morning, uh, Brazil seemed pretty in control, and, and I don't, Serbia's not an easy side, they've got some big names in, in their squad as well, so uh, definitely scare an ominous, uh, ominous feeling about uh, Brazil already to um, yes. in sparks contrast to Argentina. <laughs> 
I agree. And, you know, Argentina versus Saudi was also probably one of the biggest upsets of the World Cup in history, really, in recent history. Um, Saudi Arabia obviously secured that win. Um, people in Saudi Arabia actually got a day off the next day. I don't know if you heard about that. No, I didn't know that. But the king made it. Yeah, the king actually made a decree that it was a um, public holiday for the 23rd of November. (laughs) And also on the day of the game, um, when it was played, that everyone could stay home and watch it and leave work or leave school. So they're obviously incredibly proud and patriotic. It was obviously a big upset for Argentina with Messi. Um, I know that they were teasing him a lot (laughs) after the game. But I guess it's all in good banter. I mean, it is so incredible that they did win. Um, what else can I tell you about? Oh, we could talk about Switzerland versus Cameroon. Would you like to hear about that? Yes. That was played at Al Janoub Stadium, which was overnight. Um, it was a bit of a like one for Aussie time. It started around 10 p.m. And it was Switzerland versus Cameroon. It was 1-0, the final score. And this was so bittersweet, Sam. Get this. The sole goal scorer, Brill Mbolo, is originally from Cameroon and he was born there. So he did not celebrate the goal. So very bittersweet for him. Yeah, it's strange to, to think that they've um, matched them in the group and then that's happened. <laughs> it's almost like a fairy tale, but not something for Cameroon supporters. They'd be a bit disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how would you feel? I mean, I know that people can play for sort of their country of citizenship or also their country of birth or maybe where they grew up, which... Yeah often comes up in other sports like tennis as well. Um, Naomi Osaka is a big example of that yep. between uh, Japanese um, heritage and US citizenship. So, yeah, I don't know. It must be a heart-wrenching decision choosing who to play for. That also happened in the Rugby World Cup recently as well. A lot of players choosing to play for their country of origin rather than their country yep. of citizenship. And, I mean, that's how we have Jason Cummings. His his mother is Australian. He's decided to come over, which has been exciting for us. Uh, also, the other crazy upset that we saw uh, just a few nights ago was uh, J- Japan over Germany. And uh, for people oh, that, that watch Asian football... Um, have uh, known Japan have been uh, ex- exciting, and they will. But we didn't know how they were going to show up on the world stage. Uh, and Germany <laughs> had that goal early on. Gunda won, uh, shot a penalty away, almost a mirror image of the uh, Saudi Arabia game. Um, yes. So yeah, that's another. I, I don't know how many more upsets uh, we're going to see, but uh, makes things real interesting. Um, uh, and I mean, applaud to the the Japanese supporters. I keep seeing it online that they've been uh, staying back behind the game and cleaning up the stadium uh, after their their fans have been there, which has been <laughs> nice to see. I think that's such a respectful yeah. act to do, and. It is such a small country as well. Like Qatar's one fifth the size of Tasmania for context. And I actually had to check that because when I heard that on TV, it just sounded ridiculous. Yep. But if you actually go on those world map websites, um, you can literally see Tasmania would fit in about five times. <laughs> wow. And so because it is such a small country and it is a very proud country, it's very respectful to be cleaning the surrounds because they might not have the people power to 
be doing all those tasks. And because there's so many people visiting, it increases the population for those few weeks. So everyone chipping in and helping is so heartwarming to see. Very well done to the Japanese fans. We can all learn from them. Yep. And looking forward to this weekend, we've got a few fair few games, but uh, I did see the draw. The, there have been a few nil-nil draws already, but um, don't let that deter you from watching because the, the, those three nil-nil draws were exciting end-to-end kind of games. And uh, Tunisia and Denmark. Uh, Tunisia probably look a bit more scary than we'd like to think. Uh, so we face them Saturday night, 9pm our time, which is a really good time. Um, yeah, that's a great time. Uh, what are your thoughts, initial thoughts on the on that game? I won't write Australia off just yet. I know that we sort of can be very self-critical of the national team. Yes. And it's easy to lose hope. But I think it will be, again, a game that brings people together. Um, Tunisia as well is great to see on, on the world stage. Um being from a smaller um, or like a less represented country typically at world events. Um, so, you know, I I think both teams are deserving of their chance to play. Um, I think this, though, this game is definitely more pressure on Australia, isn't it, um, yeah. following the France game? Yeah, well, I think if there's any chance to make it out of the group, which is difficult, uh, we it's a must win. Yeah. I wanted to ask Sam, besides Australia, are there any big teams that you also cheer for? Because you mentioned Germany before that and Brazil. They're obviously countries that have a lot of support from outside its yeah. citizens and people in the country. Yeah, well, I wonder if um, looking at Australia's population and maybe the demographics, because I feel like Italy and some of those European have both following fans and them not being in the World Cup makes it interesting but that'd be an interesting list to look at to see Australians second most supported but I I would say I support England as the the secondary Um, Is it coming home Sam? (laughs) Well I don't know, I don't know maybe, which is funny you mentioned that, they have released, maybe by the end of the World Cup we'll play it, they've released the Christmas version of that song That's a terrifying prospect (laughs) Going to a retail shopping centre near you. Yes. I've got a question for both of you, uh, Sam and Rebecca here. Uh, We're talking about the teams you have been following and the teams that that, you you are your secondaries. Who do you see as a wild card going forward at this point in the World Cup? I don't don't know where to start with that. Uh, Because there's been so many upsets, I don't... I feel like maybe we would have had a few coming into this, but it's... um, which upset surprised you the most, then, if we want to para- paraphrase that a little bit? Well, it's got to be Saudi Arabia. Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia, definitely. Yes. Maybe closely what we were talking about before, the Japan-Germany game as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, exciting. Who, who do you see progressing further, then? Do you think any of those teams could make it out of groups? Ah, uh, it's it's hard. I need I need to look. I'm forgetting who's which, which in which groups. While he does do a bit of the quick research there, Rebecca, when uh, discussing these upsets and that kind of things, my memories always jog back to that run Costa Rica had in 2014, and as kind of the benchmark yes. of the surprise success story from a lesser uh, from a lesser represented country. You think, Rebecca? So, is there a prospect of something like that happening again? 
Definitely. And when you're talking about the World Cup, because it is such an emotive event, it's so hard. Like Sam might be looking at statistics as one side, but then you also think so much with your heart. And sometimes you really mm. do want to cheer for the underdog, so to speak, which it's I think is nature, something in the... Yeah, especially in the Australian psyche. We love an underdog. Um, it's interesting, though, when Australia is the underdog. Sometimes we find it harder to support the national team, which is ironic. Um, I do believe, again, Saudi Arabia and with a chance. Japan, again, with my heart, just maybe because seeing how wholesome their fans are, I really want them <laughs> to get another chance on there. I don't know how many statistically, like Spain, I know is a massive country, but also seeing like the seven nil upset the other day. I know they're not so much of an underdog, but just that really blew my mind as well, yeah. seeing them. Statement. And, and I think typical sometimes the, the first games are the hardest to kind of get settled. So to start off that well... Mm -hmm. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I'm looking at the groups here. So Group C is probably going to be the most interesting. That's Saudi Arabia, Poland, Mexico, and Argentina. So, <laughs> wow. um, so don't know which way that's going to go. That one's a pretty close contest now. Uh, of course, England, Wales, USA, and Iran. Uh, that's an interesting one as well. Um, the USA actually surprisingly had a good performance. Um, uh, drawing with Wales, uh, and this is f Wales's first uh, time they've qualified, and I th think I'm not sure if it's ever or but or a long time, a very long time. Um, so interesting for that. Um, but I think the disappointment though was Qatar. They'd be very jealous of Saudi Arabia start because that first game to start off that was, yeah, it was very ordinary. I think maybe sometimes when all the attention and the spotlight is on you, it creates a lot of uh, pressure. And I believe it's not always been the case that the host country has the first game. I think that's more a recent World Cup okay. um, sort of tradition. Um, not, it's not been the first time that's happened, but I think it might go back to 2010, 2014 era. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a tradition to have it, a more recent tradition is, is what I mean. But yeah, that, uh, I don't know, it's just so much pressure because you got all the eyes on you. And being the host country, you have that expectation as well. And again, being such a small country too. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of like a deer in headlight situation, I think. All right. Well, it's been fun chatting to you. Uh, I mean, if if for people listening, if you haven't got around the World Cup so far, um, just even watching the mini ma the mini matches, which has been a thing in the last uh, couple of years, where you can consume a game in twenty minutes. Um, they've <laughs> yes, been on very the train helpful. on the way to work. Yes. <laughs> Um, so it's worth just keeping one eye on uh, because this only comes around every four years. So um, lap it up while we've got it, I guess. <laughs> Embrace it. You'll have memories for life. You've got mm. childhood memories of the World Cup. Get together with your friends. Sit around and watch a game. You'll make some really nice memories. All right. Well, it's been awesome talking to you. Maybe we'll get you on as the weeks progress. We certainly um, hope so. Yeah. That'd be so fun. And, of course, we'll be... Thanks for having me, Sam. Cheers. And thank you. Podcast. Cheers. And, obviously, we'll continue our pro uh, our progression with the uh, our coverage of the World Cup uh, on Wednesday afternoon with uh, Jimmy and uh, and myself uh, on Wednesday afternoons, 5 o'clock. 
on the sports deck and yes. get, get to hear another perspective as well. Uh, and so we'll quickly go some of the results overnight because we briefly uh, went over them. So Uruguay and South Korea drew nil-nil. Portugal over Ghana, 3-2. Brazil uh, was 2-0 over Serbia. Uh, Wales and Iran play at 9pm tonight. Tomorrow, Qatar play at midnight against Senegal. Netherlands play Ecuador 3am. England and USA 6am tomorrow morning. Of course, Australia and Tunisia 9pm. There's no excuses. That's a really good time. Get down and watch the Socceroos. Tune in. Uh, Sunday midnight, Poland, Saudi Arabia. France and Denmark, 3am Sunday. Argentina and Mexico, Sunday, 6am. Japan and Costa Rica, 9pm Sunday night. And Monday morning, Belgium, Morocco, midnight, and 3am Croatia and Canada. And it continues. These group stages, are so intense. Four games a day. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, we had Michael Sapel on to kick off the show. I think he has. He has. You, there's another thing for you to be jealous about, Sam, is that uh, he gets the considerably better time zones for the World Cup than we do down here in Australia. Yeah, no, it is interesting that. Um, but final things uh, before we wrap up this morning because it's just been a whirlwind of a show. That is that for me? Yes. I was. I all, all I wanted to say was on that informative note. That has been your sports desk on the Friday morning. No further comment from oh, me. Oh, actually, no. There is one thing. Please uh, go ahead. Monday is the AFL draft. So interesting. Oh. GWS get the first pick. North Melbourne get two, three. Essendon fourth, fifth, and so forth. So choose wisely. Break Dora. that down next week <laughs> on uh, Wednesday. Uh, bit exciting. World Cup time. It's here. Um, um, Thanks for joining us on your yeah. Friday morning, everybody. It's been very nice to be back in the studio uh, with Sam. It's very good seeing you, your lovely face again, Sam. It's good talking to you. All right. Well, tune into the podcasts. Uh, catch up on all our social media. Sports Desk and Sin. And we will see you, of course, next week. Thanks for tuning in. It's been Sam, Jason, on your Friday morning on the Sports Desk on Sin.